Hello and welcome to WMQ&A, the official podcast of the WMQ Comics website. I'm your host, Dan Grote. This week, we're talking about that great big Marvel milestone coming out this Wednesday, Amazing Spider-Man 800. And joining me to talk about the issue and writer Dan Slott's decade-plus long run on the web slinger is a pair of professional spider experts. Uh, if you've ever been on Twitter on a Saturday night and seen a bunch of guys tweeting Spider-Man panels with the hashtag DrunkPete, then you may be familiar with them. It's Ben Merritt and Dr. Scott McElroy. Guys, welcome. Thank you so much, Dan. Thanks for having uh, having us come on uh, the show. Appreciate it, man. Talking about Dan Slott's ten year run, uh, I think we I think we have a lot to say about it. Absolutely, I, I think we can fill an episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, real quick to start off, and can you guys give like the Cliff Notes version of Drunk Pete's uh, origins and sort of mission statement? Ben, you want to tackle that one? Bro? Yeah, sure. I'll take I'll take this. Cool. Right. Okay, so. Basically, look at it this way. This is the way I always think of it. Mm-hmm. Everybody in sports, you know, they can have their friends at the bar. That doesn't really work so well with comics until we came up with Drunk Peach. So basically, what we do is we will pick an issue of Spider-Man. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be Spider-Man. As long as Peter Parker makes an appearance... Much like Scott's collection, if he's there, it qualifies. <laughs> and from there, what we like to do, it's it's open to type of beverage, but what, what we like to do is try to find a beer that would fit with that issue or, or whatever. And, you know, just have some fun with it, see what we can find. It, it allows us to, A, go through our long boxes, B, maybe try a different beverage. So... From there, what we do is at 10 o'clock Eastern, I will get on and I will do the Drunk Pete roll call, which in my head is a big grandiose thing where, you know, there's there's a big parade and I call out, I say, hey, Drunk Pete roll call, who's in? And then everybody that is there or that is waiting for it will sound off. And from there, we dive into the issue where, you know, someone will often talk about the writer or the artist. Um, it's a, It's... A lot of critiquing, but with love, and because right. it's basically just live tweeted. So yeah. the fun, mm-hmm. the fun part is when you can participate. Um, you know, on that Saturday, you know, just doing it live because everyone's reading the comic at the same time, mm-hmm. and you can kind of follow the drunk Pete hashtag, and you know, this panel catches my fancy. You know, this is funny. This is, you know, this is something that, you know, goes into deeper meaning of what the writer was going through at the at the same time, all while having a beverage. And it doesn't have to be alcoholic, even though it's it's term drunk, Pete. It could be, you know, just water or Gatorade or, or, or what have you for our young for our younger Spidey aficionados. Sure, sure. Um, so how long has each of you been reading Spider-Man? Do you can you actually re- can you recall your first story? Or first issue yeah my you know my first i've been collecting amazing spider-man and then just spider-man in general mm-hmm. since um 1982 like consistently that was the one spider-man's been the one comic because i've always been a comic book fan mm-hmm. ever since like 1977 when star wars came out and that star wars treasury the whitman star wars treasury came out oh, wow. that was like my first comic book and um you know because i was a star wars fan and i went from there but um Spider-Man's been the one comic that even in the highs, the lows, I've like never dropped it. 
I've, I've gone like consistently and like there's a lot of titles that I collect or collected, you know, like, you know, you guys are comic book fans. So, you know, oh, I collected X-Men for, you know, 10 years and then I dropped it and then oh, I got back on, you know, X amount of years later. Spider-Man's always been been there for me. So I think it was like um, Amazing uh, 232, I think, was my first issue. OK. And yeah. And then it went backwards from there. And bought all the back issues and then, uh, you know, from and then went, you know, went forward just getting every appearance uh, that he's been in. <laughs> ben, how about like you? It's no big thing. Um, <laughs> mine was actually a uh, it, it was a giveaway here in Canada. Um, it was a series of basically like um, PSA for drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. And the one that I remember reading first and getting first was uh, On Thin Ice. And I want to say that came out around 90 or 91. Yep, McFarlane cover. Yep. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah, On Thin Ice. Yep. Yep. I I think those are canon, too. I don't know. (laughs) Even though they're PSAs. Yeah. Hey, hey, they're they're in my canon, so that's that's cool. (laughs) I'd like to believe that that PSA comic where the X-Men go to the Texas State Fair also is... uh... (laughs) He's totally canon. Yeah. In the 616. I love it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the more we talk about it, the more it will become canon. That's how it works. Right? Make them make it canon. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's funny, Scott. You, you know, you kind of uh, started out talking about, you know, kind of re- uh, people's reading habits. And uh, you basically, you know, talking about, oh, I read X-Men for 10 years and then I dropped it. Like you you just described my own personal uh, reading habits. Because I think I read X-Men like solidly from like 93 to nice. 03, 04. And then I, I became a lapsed uh, uh, Catholic, so to speak, for a couple of uh, years there. <laughs> I was the same way with X-Men too, because X-Men, um, you know, I think Burn and, uh, Burn and Austin just stopped. Mm-hmm. And I, then, then I got into X-Men at that time. I almost have been like sixth grade at that time. And uh, I got back issues of that from like X-Men 94 up. Uh, and then I just, I, I think just with Follow the Mutants, it was, I think in the 80s, I think I just, I just like, eh, I'm kind of like bored with X-Men. And then, you know, I sold, I sold them all and I probably sold them for like pennies actually. So I kicked myself on a lot of the stuff that I've sold over the years or got rid of just for space, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. But Spidey's always been there. Man, I just uh, always, you know, um, you know, any title that he was in, any appearance, you know, I'm I'm pretty hardcore. So I'll, you know, if it, if Peter Parker's in a, you know, in a, in a, if his hand is in a, is a panel, I'll, <laughs> I'll get that. Yeah. So I, I go pretty, I go, I, I'm pretty hardcore in my fandom. <laughs> uh, you mentioned starting at 232 and going back. How far back are we talking? Do you have like some I, uh, some Lee Ditko stuff uh, in singles? Yeah, I've he got, has everything. I've, I've got everything. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've I've got pretty much everything because I started so long ago, Dan. I was like, mm-hmm. I, you know, this was back in '82, so you know, you could you could search, you could go to San Diego Comic Con when it was still all comics, sure, and make goals for yourself as a high school student who you know made money but not a lot mm-hmm. and you'd say well okay this this year at san diego comic-con i'm gonna go look for number th- amazing spider-man number three with doc ock mm-hmm. you know and you go to the different tables and that's kind of where how i filled in a lot of my collection um going backwards from there um the the and i, I worked in a comic book store 
as well. So disclaimer, I had, you know, I had my finger on the pulse of whatever was coming in, mm-hmm. you know, and so that was helpful. I all the way through college and high school, I worked in my local comic shop. So before I went to dental school. So, um, yeah, it was a, it was a fun journey, you know, and I was, I remember, you know, each purchase and, you know, where I was and all that kind of stuff, just like all of uncle Scrooge's coins. (laughs) (laughs) Do do you ever go swimming in your comics? (laughs) Never. Like to burrow through it like a gopher. Yeah. <laughs> Throw it up and let it hit me on the head. <laughs> I'm also a Carl Barks fan too. But. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's for podcasts. <laughs> um, all right. So let's flash back. It's winter 2008. Uh, Mephisto in collaboration with his servants, J. Michael Straczynski and Joe Quesada has just undone the spider marriage. 20 years of Peter Parker and Mary Jane gone in a uh, Thanos finger snap. What are you feeling in that moment? Mm. So, should I start, Ben? Yeah, knock yourself out. Cool? Um, so yeah, I, 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 I'm a fan of the marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, always have been. Um, you know, reading it since you know Amazing Spider-Man Annual Twenty One, uh, when Pete and MJ got married. Um, you know, been through the whole, been through the ups, been through the downs, been through you know her almost dying in a plane crash, and you know just the whole soap opera of it. But I loved it. I loved Mary Jane as a character. I, I really yeah. did. And I thought, and I thought JM, and she's been written by you know multiple writers, and some are good, and some you know ain't so good. You know, sure. just put her in a you know put her in a slinky negligee, and that was it. You know, I was like, is this really what marriage is about? Mm, I don't know. But this is before I got married. So the question was the answer to that question is no. Um, so, but I really enjoyed what I really enjoyed about JMS's run was his portrayal of Mary Jane and his portrayal of, of Aunt May knowing his identity. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when, and that was a surprise to me too, because, you know, I wasn't so huge on the internet at that point. I, this is before I got on Twitter and, you know, this is before I would go to the comic book store every Wednesday. I would usually let my books pile up and, and then buy new issues like once a month. Okay. And so I didn't even know this was happening. I didn't know what what um, one more day meant. I, I you know, because I didn't follow the news at all like I do now. Sure. So it was a huge surprise where I was like, oh, wait, they're getting rid of the marriage and wait, now she's leaving in an elevator. You know, the last pages of the last um, – one more day issue. I was like, Harry Osborne's back alive. Oh, he has web shooters. What the heck? You know, and I'm, I'm the kind of guy like, you know, I like my continuity. You know, I like the fact that it's a continuous narrative mm-hmm. that I could read from amazing fantasy 15 to current. And it's one huge volume. It is. Hasn't one needed huge a single renumbering. Let's just throw that out. Yeah, well, that's, that's another, that's a whole, yeah, that's a whole other podcast right there. Yeah. But, but, you know, so, I was more afraid of, you know, rejiggering or rebooting like, well, what about the stuff I've been reading for, you know, X amount of years? Mm-hmm. So I, I was, you know, I, I was markedly like, Ugh, oh, boy, OK, we'll see. You know, we'll see. That's kind of like my approach to everything. You know, I was like, well, OK, we'll we'll see. I'm not going to judge it until it comes in. But boy, I was like, I'm going to miss Mary Jane if she's really not you know, not his wife anymore. Well, what were they? What about you, Ben? It's were you funny reading at the time? You were, right? It's funny. I was actually ahead of you. I was online. I was on marvel.com every day. <laughs> um, 
because it's leading up to this. And as we've discussed in the past, Scott, like Civil War is what like got me back into comics. Cool. Um, oh, same here, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I ended my laps was Civil War number one. That's awesome. Yeah. That really got as I read background. You know, I, I there that seems to have got a lot of people back into comics too. Is the Civil yeah. War series? It was so good. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I was, I was broke. I was broke, broke, broke. Ashley was still living, you know, down in Houston. And sorry, that's my wife. And um, so I spent all my time online just reading comics, waiting for the next plane flight. Mm -hmm. And 2006, we got married. And then 2008, I remember the night we were walking down by the water. And I just turned to her and I said, hey, I read this thing on Marvel.com today that said that there's going to be a brand new start for Spider-Man. I said, I know that we don't really have any money right now, but I would really, I, I think I'm going to start trying to find the issues. And at this point, I didn't have a comic shop anywhere near me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my namesake on Twitter, Comic Feed, I, I would literally stop at five gas stations, three grocery stores. Like, I would stop everywhere that sold magazines on my way to and from work. Um and I would get as many comics as I could. So in the beginning, my my comic collection was just everything but Spider-Man because, you know, by the time those retailers were getting their books, Spider-Man had already been picked through. So my Spider-Man selection was very limited. But I remember being so excited about it, but having, you know, been current reading them online, like Scott, I was just like, no, 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 no. That, that's It's Peter and Mary Jane. Like, like th- this is why I'm getting married because, you know, they work so well together right. and, you know, that's as, as him being the every man, you know, Mary Jane's not the every woman per se, but you know, you can, you, you can have that hope that you can be that happy and get that girl that's so far out of your league, which I think, right. you know, we can all say that we did in our own little ways yeah. and, you and know, I think it, Pete realized that too, that she is did. out of his totally leg, league. And so he, you know, he, he was very happy about that, you know, her, yeah. her love bucked home. the Parker luck, so to speak. Exactly. exactly. Oh, right. Yeah. So I was, I was very excited. I was very nervous, but you know, more or less, I just said, you know, this, it's the perfect time. Now I've got to do it. I've got to jump on. I've got to, I've got to see what's happening. So basically, were you you buying then with brand new day starting? Is that when you started to buy the single issues or get subscription or? Well, no, because like the 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 convenience store right next to my work at the time, they usually got a pretty good selection of, you know, comics in. Oh, good. So I would pick up like everything I could. So, I mean, I had some uh, some uh, Civil War Spider-Man stuff and, um, you know, other other issues like that. So I was getting, I didn't have a pull list at a shop. Like that wasn't until 2010. Oh, okay. Yeah. Probably 2010 that I finally went in and said, Hey, look, this is what we're going to do. And thank goodness I did it. (laughs) (laughs) Although I'm just going to throw in that I am where you were in high school now, as far as setting goals. And uh, 36 years later, Scott, it is not just so easy to be like, well, I'm going to go buy Amazing Spider-Man 3 this weekend. 
No, it's not. Like the prices are a lot, oh, a lot more. Yeah, I know. Like, I mean, I, you know, in '82, that would have been, you know, whatever it was. Well, was that's what I'm saying. It was, change. it was doable. It was yeah. still, it was still money. It was still a lot of money, but I mean, it's what I saved my money for. Exactly. You know, and that would be a big, you know, big purchase for me. But it's nothing like it is now. You know, no. I mean, if you're in high school or even if you're in college, you're not like employed and you're like getting, you know, you're making peanuts. It, you know, it's hard to like go back and, uh, you know, fill in your collection like mm-hmm. a lot of people do, which is yeah. good. Yeah. What about you, Dan? Were you uh, were you reading at the time for uh, the brand new day or at that time in 2008? I, I wasn't I wasn't reading Spider-Man at the time. I would say my my kind of era of reading Spider-Man was really around like Maximum Carnage. Oh, OK. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was actually I think that was like that was my gateway into regular reading. Oh, nice. Yeah. So and think... it does, it does, you know, it helps that there's a nice video game that you can play, too. Oh, yeah, abs- yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um... Cross marketing. <laughs> Throw the green, the green jelly. Exactly. With there, the green jelly oh, yes. <laughs> oh, man, it's ni- it's 1992 in my head again. All over again. <laughs> um, so, you know, right that the issue right after that is when uh dan slot started and it wasn't like a said i know there were a few you know he, there would be gaps like in between yeah. right uh, his run. There it wasn't was, like a straight through but uh there was you know spidey brain trust is what they called them and mm-hmm. so you know their their whole mandate was listen we put out friendly neighborhood we put out um spectacular and we put out amazing let's funnel them all into one book and we'll call it Amazing Spider-Man, and we'll have a team of writers called the Brain Trust, and we'll publish it three times a month instead of having all these ancillary titles. So they they discontinued. That's when Friendly. That's mm-hmm. when all those yeah. other ancillary titles left. And you know, um, Slot was part of that. Bob Gale from uh, the writer of Back to the Future, right, was was part of the original Brain Trust. Mark Guggenheim, who does X Men right now. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Zeb Wells. Where those those were the first ones. Those were the first ones, and like Dan Slott was the only one. It went for a period of time, and then kind of halfway through, because I, you know, that was from 2008, 2010. Mm-hmm. Halfway through, they switched it up where Mark Wade came in, and I, I believe I'm pretty sure that Dan Slott was the only original Brain Trust Spidey writer that stayed. Mm-hmm. That stayed for the second iteration of the brain trust and i think they called them i think they called them webheads at that at that point makes sense but it was funny i had no i didn't know who besides bob gale i'm a back yeah. to the future fan most people are like i knew who bob gale was so i think i was most going into brand new day like seeing what he could do mm-hmm. as you know a huge fan of marty mcfly and the whole back to the future trilogy um, and I only knew I didn't know who Mark Guggenheim was. I didn't know who Zeb Wells were was, um, you know, even if they had written before, you know, I just didn't remember the name. Mm-hmm. But Dan Slott, I remembered from the Spider-Man Human Torch miniseries. With Ty from, Templeton. Yeah. Oh, from 2005. Yeah. Because I lo- I adored that series. That series like was almost like written A for me because it talks, yeah. it goes into continuity and it it plugs in. You know, an untold tale, you know, with their friendship. Mm-hmm. And I, I just thought that was just a charming book, uh, Spider-Man Human Torch. So I knew Dan Slott wrote that because I, you know, made a note to remember that in my head. So I was kind of I was glad that he was the one who kind of like kicked it off because he had the first he had the very first story in 546. Mm-hmm. 
is the brand new day. No, so um, you know that's that's how I I I knew him. You know before, um, you know, and then like you had said, that was a kind of that's where his tenure. You know where the tenure writing Amazing Spider-Man starts, even though you know he he would come in. You know after all the other, I guess it was a cycle of like you know every three months or so he would be on it. But boy, I really. I don't know. I, I this might be jumping the gun on what we're going to talk about, but I really enjoyed. I, I was very let down with Bob Gale's story, okay, where I really looked forward to it because uh, he had that story about the drug addict freak. Remember? Oh yeah, in the like, beginning, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was That's... like, yeah, I don't really like this story, and you know, then I kind of lost faith in Bob Gale. <laughs> you know, my Back to the Future dreams get shattered, <laughs> but. um Slot just had during Brand New Day, and I, I felt just I'm sorry, I'm rolling here, but no, go for it. I just felt Brand New Day, just in general, the whole thing as an experiment. I, I just I felt it very disjointed because when different writers are writing it, when it's one title, it, it's 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 almost like you were still reading separate titles, like friendly, three different books, yeah, yeah, okay. exactly, or Spectacular Spider Man. Because I, but it just was the fact that it was every week almost, and it was it was amazing all the way through, that I really felt that between writers, I was like, oh, is, we're even talking about the same thing that happened last time. <laughs> <laughs> but I I um, I really enjoyed, you know, I thought I thought the kickoff was really good, with the um, you know how he how he introduced all the characters, you know, the Mister Negative yeah. is new. Um, you know, they were still kind of right off the heels of Civil War, um, mm-hmm. you know, trying to reintroduce all the characters, even like, you know, and, and being very nebulous about it. It was like, well, how is Harry was Harry Osborn was in Europe, but he died in in Spectacular 200. You know, how are they mm-hmm. going to, like, explain how he comes back? Um, the Spider Tracer killer. Remember, that was an ongoing yeah. story. I think that was and you don't know how much of this was part of the writer's room kind of thing or and how much was uh was was dan slot you know himself but you know dan slot says that you know mr negative was was his villain he's going to be in a you know this spider-man playstation 4 game looking forward to so i mean there's a legacy right there um but i think my favorite of all of the brand new day written by slot was any time he teamed up with marcos martin on art yeah. There was just something about that team up that that really I just I dug a big time. He's a he's a fantastic artist. Uh, I don't know if you've been checking out uh Barrier that that's been coming up. That's the that's the first thing I read every Wednesday. Yeah. Cuz I was I'm not on Panel Syndicate. Yeah. So I never read it digitally cuz I'm just I'm a paper guy. I just wait yeah. for paper. And that's good stock too. And that that's a that's a great book. It absolutely and is. And I don't even, I don't even speak Spanish. And that's half of it's in Spanish. So didn't you just say your daughter helped you read the she Spanish did. books the, the other day? Yeah, issue, yeah. The last issue, you know, one of my one of my daughters, who's you know, obviously they're all taking Spanish. I was mm-hmm. like, help me out, man. Come over here. <laughs> <laughs> just just avoid the f words <laughs> in English. <laughs> but you know, she's like, Dad, I hear more of that at school. I hear worse <laughs> things at school. <laughs> yeah, Barrier's great. Marcos Martin is fantastic. I know this jumping the gun a little bit, but I'm really excited about him being on eight hundred one as the capper yeah mm-hmm. and i think he's he's i think he's one of the artists that's drawing 800 as well there's like it's like six of them like 
five or six. <laughs> yeah, I think so. There's going to be it's you know it's a pretty steep price tag at ten bucks a pop. So we'll we'll see on Wednesday. Yeah. It's a, it's an, one of but he's definitely on the eighty one. The eighty one is I I listened to a an interview oh. with uh, with Slot and said that he always had the epilogue uh, in his head. And he always wanted, like, through, throughout his whole tenure. And that he said that he always wanted Marcos Martin to draw it. So that's kind of like, it's always been, you know, bubbling in the back of his of his brain. So, be interesting to see. I think that comes out in June. That's, that's pretty I, uh, amazing when you think about it. Because, like, how many times have, in the course of, of a decade, he kind of reached these, you know, climaxes and these high points where you almost feel like, you know, he could go out now and it would be on a high. Um, you know, I, I kind of immediately I think of, uh, I guess it was 700, you know, right before Superior. Right. Like, theoretically, it could, I mean, if he, I mean, obviously he had another story to tell, but like, that would have been a good, a good place to go out on. Exactly. Right, right. But I think he had personally, from what I've seen online and everything, I know he's not on Twitter anymore, but I think he had all these milestones in his head. That Slot's he, not on Twitter anymore? He's yeah, not, he's no, not. He's on oh. Instagram and Facebook, and that's it. And he's, he's pretty prevalent on Instagram because he'll show, like, a whiteboard that he has in his apartment that he has, like, certain milestones. Like, if I continue writing... You know, until here, I'll have done this many issues, you know, yeah. and I'll have done this more, you know, this much. And, um, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty great. I mean, there's highs and lows. You know, I I'm sure this is not going to be all a dance lot love fest, but, you know, we're accentuating the positive. And, you know, even in Brand New Day where I, you know, I, I, I you know, overall, I thought it was an experiment that I didn't really care for too much. I mean, there are certain stories in there. I really enjoyed the paper doll story. Which was that was another Marcos Martin one where Peter Parker became a paparazzi. Yeah. Do you guys remember that one? Yeah. I don't no, I don't remember that one specifically. That one that that was like three issues. It was all drawn by Marcus Martin. Had really like him. It had great panel layouts, and you don't know how it's a collaboration, so you don't know how much is slot and how much is Martin. But um, just really good. I mean, it's it's something like as a reader for like more than thirty years, I do want to see Peter Parker do something different to surprise me mm -hmm. and that was different and i i could see how he would do that just be kind of like you know bottom of the barrel i don't have any money they're I gonna pay to me something. this much if i if i become a paparazzo you know so i i really enjoyed that story and i thought that was an underused villain there's not a lot of like female spider-man villains and i'm surprised to see paper doll if you remember she had like she was flat and she could make other people's flat and like squish all their insides together hmm. and that was how she you know, that's how she, um, um, you know, that's that was her, like, superpower, so to speak. It was all accidental. I thought she was a, a – you don't see her that much, though. But I really enjoyed that. That, that was probably my favorite of the Brand New Day um, stuff that he wrote. Okay. Um, if there, oh, oh, go sorry, ahead, Ben. Go ahead. I was going to say, like, in the beginning of Drunk Pete, if there was a week I knew that Scott wasn't going to be around – Yes. We would purposely pick brand new day titles just so he wouldn't have to suffer through them. <laughs> that was something online. I was always like on Twitter, like, oh, yeah, OK, no, we have to do a brand new day issue. OK, whatever. <laughs> but I think with more time that goes by when I reread, you know, that's a good thing about Drunk Pete is that you do 
you know, I used to hate the Clone Saga. Yeah. You know, I, I going back, I mean, I, I desp- I was like, when is my Peter Parker coming back? I don't want to read about this guy, Ben Riley. That was another, you know, area of, uh, or time period that I was like, uh, I might drop it, but I never did, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a creature of habit. But, um, you know, going back over the Clone Saga now, like X amount of years later, you can see certain, you know, certain gems in it. I think uh, age just like does that to you where you look back and you're like, okay, well, I can kind of see the positive on things. So, you know, the farther we get away from brand new day, I probably, you know, because I recently just, you know, because we knew we were doing this, Mm -hmm. you know, I I went back and looked through some issues and I I read that, you know, that uh, I said, oh, let me reread a few from the brand new day area era. And I I reread that that uh, paper doll um, paparazzi issue. And I was like, oh, yeah, this was really good, you know. Because most of the stuff I don't read, you know, until, you know, I, I read it once and put it in a bag and board and, and file it, you know. Mm-hmm. It's because of Drunk Pete that we kind of re-explore things, which is good. Um, Slot's run wasn't completely without controversy. You know, he did stick to his guns on keeping the, the spider marriage undone. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he turned uh, Peter Parker's body over to Dr. Octopus for like something like 18 months. Uh, not yeah. everyone was a fan of his uh, social media persona, at least on Twitter. Um, <laughs> was there ever a moment for you personally where you were like, all right, now you've gone too far? Or was it all in service of the story? It was all in service of the story. And it, I mean, it, it was. And I think yeah. Ben and I could, you could describe like how we felt right before because that was after so during the superior era right before that's when ben and i became friends yeah so we became friends like if you're just going to track dan slot's tenure you know we we became friends you know sometime during spider island i think because that was when i got on twitter september 2012 yep so that was pro okay that's right so that was probably um yeah so that was after big time so yep. Slot was the solo writer at that point. Yep. Right. And I think, you know, we had communicated online, you know, how nervous we were mm-hmm. about what is the superior? Are they going to kill Peter Parker? What's going on? Who, you know, because they put out a promo image that was during um, uh, Marvel Now. Yeah. The first iteration. And, you know, the promo image of by Kusada was, you know, there was a Spider-Man, the superior Spider-Man, and he had, like, kind of bulgy eyes, you know, he was kind of dressed the same, mm-hmm. but, you know, the whole thing was it's not the same, and we didn't know, you know, we didn't know it was Dr. Octopus until, what was it, 698 uh, or 697, um, the lead-up, yeah, you know, the lead-up to, uh, to Superior. So I remember all the marketing that was going around with Superior. I remember, I remember Ben and I were pretty nervous, I remember we got on. I, I remember we got on. Remember they do they did those live blogs through Marvel. Yeah. Where where you could um, they would ask do the questions press, and press, stuff. You can ask questions. I remember getting. I remember that Sunday getting on getting on before you know going to church and like okay this is the time that we're gonna like ask questions. I think Dan Slott was on the panel and they were you know trying to reveal more about Superior and how he said that you know he oh no. I don't. I don't know if during that period, I don't think he said that. Oh, Peter Parker was going to die. Mm. I remember we were both really nervous. We we were very very nervous, and I honestly think that like, had that story not happened and had it not went down the way it did, I don't know if we would have like 
been as good of friends as we are because I mean we were in constant communication like yeah. all day during that time completely yeah, like yeah. all day lead up before and when it was finally revealed and then up to 700 I mean yeah. there would be like okay so you know they have digital codes within the issue yeah and I get I get my comics on Wednesday because I've got great access to comic book store where I'm from but you know Ben has to wait a month because he gets his shipped in Mm-hmm. So it would be, listen, I want to read this. I want you to read this. I want you to read this as well. So and so I want to talk about it and text me. Mm-hmm. And so that was that was a time when I would just take the digital code and give it to him mm-hmm. so he could read it. And then he'd give me the code back when he gets the physical issue just so I could have a digital copy. So we could talk about it because we were so excited about Well, we were nervous. It was like nervous excitement. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but after, you know, because when superior started, you know, the last panel has him, you know, Peter Parker as a ghost, mm-hmm. which I thought was brilliant because, mm-hmm. you know, all the way through that entire series, you're saying, well, how, you know, how is Peter going to come back? Yeah. You know, yeah. if Thanos snaps his fingers and half the universe <laughs> dies, the biggest thing is how are the heroes going to come back? Right. Mm-hmm. That was exactly what I was feeling during superior, during that whole yeah. superior run. Mm-hmm. So I, I really enjoyed it. I didn't understand why he was getting death threats and stuff like that. I wouldn't go that far, you know. But, you know, just having Peter – because Peter was still around. He was just a ghost, right. you yeah. know. And, 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 and was, we were fine with that at that point. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It was just before we knew what was going on and who was this superior. Yeah. You know, are they going to change the character completely? But when Doc Ock took over, I, I was, you know, I was really thrilled because yeah. I thought – you know, I, I really didn't like the way like Doc Ock was being written, uh, no. you know, the whole, you know, he's he's, uh, you know, uh, been hit too many times and he's in like a shell. And, he's a techno yeah. mummy. He's a techno yeah. mummy. I just really didn't like that. You know, and that was all the way since 600. He's yeah. been like that all the way through ends of the earth through the big time era. Mm-hmm. So I was glad to see Doc Ock come back because he he was my favorite villain even before then. Um. With, within the slot run, is there like a particular story or, or arc or event that is your favorite? Um, meaning like since big time, since he since he took over in 2010? Yeah. The whole thing? I, I, ben, you want to, I've been talking. What do yeah. you think, bro? Well, I've got an answer, but I I'll mean, let you go for it, bro. The, um, I, I just pulled, I have my box here next to me just because I wanted to be able to just Boom! Right there. Sure. Um, six fifty-five. Oh, dude! Yeah, are you I'm, kidding me? No, six fifty-five. That, that's mine. Okay. Well, we did. Oh. I promise we didn't get together beforehand. <laughs> I will. Uh, I, I will go to my other one, which is um, my first slot signed book, which is six seventy-nine. Oh, the what? The Doctor Who one. Yeah, the Doctor Who one is that seventy-nine? That's, that's up there for me. But 655 and 666, No One Dies, again drawn by Marcos Martin. Oh, yeah. 655, sure. the half of the issue was silent at the beginning. Yeah. It was right after Marla Jameson died. Okay. Uh, from the Spock Slayer. Mm-hmm. And just that was the introduction of Massacre, yeah. um, one of his, another one of his villains. But man, I just, that whole, the first, the, the, and then 556 is, it's a two parter. Mm-hmm. Is where he gets bulletproof. He doesn't have a spider sense anymore for reasons, mm-hmm. but um, he gets the uh, spider armor 
like the different version of the spider armor, the black one. Yeah, he did. And, uh, but 655 was like, that's my all-time favorite, I think, of Dan Slott's run. Just because, just just the way the panels were laid out, and just him, um, just Pete going through, like, the dreamscape, like, talking to all the people who have died on his watch. Just, uh, that's just awesome. That yeah. was just, it's just such a great issue. Well, mine's slightly different, but it's very much the same as to why it's my favorite. Um, I said my reason's different, but very much the same. So um, that was what, like 2011, I'm going to say that that issue came out? I Probably, yeah. Probably somewhere in there. Because yeah. when the, when, when the hardcover... He started in 2010, yeah. in November, with Big Time. When the hardcover trade came out, um, I had just rolled my car, and I went down like a 40-foot embankment. And one of my best friends was like, just shook up, right? Like he, he just, he, he didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I was, when I got out of the hospital, like I was fine. I got out of the hospital like moments after I got there, after they made sure that nothing was damaged. Mm-hmm. But my buddy Andrew saw that cover and he was like, if anything happened to you, he's like, I was booking an appointment to get this tattooed, the cover of 655. And so he bought me the hardcover trade with that on the cover for Christmas that year. So it's always had a special place for me. Yeah. So, and yeah, so I'll talk about 679 though, because that's the first issue that I brought to Dan Slott when I met him and right before I met Scott in, uh, in 2012, I, uh, I I brought him this issue and I said, Mm -hmm. you know, you being the Whovian that you are, I love how you slid this in. That like it, it's, it was just so great. And he told me some stories, and then like the entire weekend of the con, like every five minutes, I was just back there getting something else signed, just talking to him all the time. And I bought a a Doctor Octopus Mighty Mug, and I brought it to him, and I said, <laughs> Dan, please tell me you're gonna do something with Doc Ock. I said <laughs> he is my favorite Spider-Man villain. I said. Do something awesome with him, please. And then he signed his name in the, at the top of the box. It's Doc Ock's face. And he signed Dan in one glasses lens and Slot in the other. And he's like, <laughs> he looks at me and he goes, Ben, keep reading. <laughs> and he, he gave me this knowing smile. And, you know, it, and I was just always like, as this came up, I was like, mm. like it was just, it was a really, really cool thing. And that was the weekend That's that I had awesome. got the Stan Lee tattoo. Yeah. And, you know, Dan was just, you know, he crazy over it. And I said, you know what? I said, you know, coming up. And basically because of everything that he had done. Well, I guess at this point we didn't know that. But I said, Dan, you know what? Next time I see you, I'll get you to do it. And then in 2014, I got him to uh, sign my arm on the other side of Spider-Man. And I got that tattooed, too. Awesome. Just basically because of everything that guy has done. But, yes, I'm probably jumping the gun. That's that's more of a finishing point that's great though i'll come back to that that's awesome and really because dan slot was the reason why ben and i became friends on twitter 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah because he dan slot was one of the first you know i was you know right after right after spider island Mm -hmm. that's when i got on twitter because i was like because i you know said oh twitter comic creators are on this and i could you know follow what they're doing okay that sounds good because i wasn't really into celebrity or anything Mm -hmm. like comic creators artists writers editors those are like my celebrities. Same. That's what I would follow. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So Dan Slott was one of the first people I followed because I want to see, you know, what he was doing, what was coming up. You know, Marvel, of course, you know, doing uh, 
you know, following them. And um, Dan Slott retweeted Ben's tweet of the bombastic bagman <laughs> cake that his wife had made wow. for him. And I was like, this cake is the and like I've got a soft spot for the bombastic bagman <laughs> sure. for the Defalco run. Yeah. Um and I was like, who made this cake? I was like, you know, and I was like, oh, who did the Ben Merritt follow? And that, that was it. <laughs> I followed him. And then we and, we've and been then friends ever like, since. Yeah, yeah, you just started like liking all my pictures of like yeah. my mighty mugs of like my, my arrangement like, before I had my room all organized. The world is not so small. <laughs> no, oh, it was it was amazing because my collection, like I said, it was I I would get anything I could get my hands on. Uh-huh. So like, I have like missing issues, like, of the Franken Castle run. I just have random issues of Franken Castle. Mm-hmm. It was a terrible story, and I don't <laughs> like it at all. But I have them because they were comic books. <laughs> and then I met Scott, and all of a sudden it was like, wait a minute, you you, you can you can actually get every Spider Man? That's that's a thing. That's a doable goal. <laughs> and I was just like. All you have so to do is go of, back in time to 1982, work at a comic shop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> have amazing fantasy given to you. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That that always helps. The Holy Grail. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, it was just like, he, you know, he's my best friend and my mentor for a reason. Like, he, he helped me just like focus. And, yeah, you know, well, all of a sudden, my my collection just grew exponentially in a short amount of time. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, it's all we all have it to we all have to thank Dan Slav for that for hundred percent, hundred percent. Yep. Um, well, let me ask you this: is this is kind of a good transition question? Uh, given that he now has the longest tenure on Amazing, uh, where do you guys rank him in the, the pantheon of Spidey writers? You know, up against like Stan Lee or Jerry Conway, David Michelini, J.M. DeMattis, You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's see. That's a hard. That's a hard question now because it kind of continually fluctuates. The more stuff he puts out, you know, mm-hmm. like some yeah. is good, some I don't care for that much. Um, I would probably say, like my favorite all-time Spider-Man writer is Roger Stern. I just mm. uh, that's when I first got into it. You know, that's when in '82 he was writing it. Uh, Stern. It would probably go Stern, um, Conway. I love Len Wein's run. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Bill Mantlo, mm-hmm. and I'd probably put slot at number five. Okay. Yeah, I know Bill Mantlo didn't do amazing, but I'm just talking about the pantheon of Spider-Man in general, like you know Peter Parker, everything. Yeah. Like Spider-Man writers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Ben? Huh. The first spot up to the. I mean, his stuff wasn't. Like it, it holds up well enough that I can go back and read any of Stanley's early stuff. Oh, I totally forgot about Stanley Graf. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got I gotta forget about Stanley. Yeah. I think he's just I think he's just a separate entity. He like, is. You can't put, okay. You know what I mean? Well, I've already started my list, Scott, so okay, I'm gonna go continue ahead. with Stanley yeah. at number one. I'm putting um, an addendum to <laughs> Yeah. Um but no, very much like Scott. Like it 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 depends because like the nice thing about Drunk Pete is you can you can sit there and you can read an issue and be like, man, I totally forgot that this guy had such amazing run. Okay, so Lee, um, Conway, 500, Scott, help me out. Name. Uh, JMS. Uh, uh, J. Michael Struzan. Uh, uh, JMS. Uh, Jam Dematisse. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jam 
MD. That's right. And Ween. Oh, nice. Yeah. Lynn Ween. But would you say? Oh, sorry. This... Did I forget slot there? Yeah. Uh, slot. Yeah. Where would he go in the uh, in he, there? Um, get rid of. Let's replace Ween with slot. I'd put him okay. in, in my yeah. in the bottom of my top five. He's in the upper echelon, but he's not. He's not on the yeah. podium. Yeah. Ween didn't do a lot of issues like before Marv Wolfman, but I just I just loved I just I just I just loved everything he was doing with him and MJ with yeah. Pete and MJ. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, it's not just about the tights. It's about the behind the scenes. It's about the life. Absolutely. Life Peter. Yeah. That's where I really loved what he did with, um, you know, uh, to, you know, not just go right back to the well of having him take pictures yeah. and how he made Horizon Labs, uh, you know, day one of his of his tenure of his as solo writer. Um, I just I, I loved everything about about the the Horizon Labs and all the all the yeah. different characters and just all the shenanigans he got in to during that. I thought it was a really good, you know, story story points to draw from. Yeah. Um now Scott already answered this question, uh, but I'll I'll so I'll pass this on to you, Ben. Uh as far as the many artists who have worked with a uh, slot since two thousand eight, do you have a particular favorite or one that stands out to you above the others? I have a I have a real soft spot for uh Brian Stageman just because he's a fan of Drunk Pete. <laughs> <laughs> and well he, he he has expressed interest in the past of uh-huh. joining, so that's kind of a glimmer of hope that I hold on to. <laughs> that's awesome. And he's um, welcome at any time. Anytime. But I I, I really Saturday enjoy his art. I yes. <laughs> I enjoy his art. I've enjoyed, you know, the few times I've spoke to him in person. Um, so he's he's up there. Um, Marcos Martin, of course. I mean, mm-hmm. the the decades covers he did for what was oh, that? Oh yeah, for the fiftieth yeah. anniversary. For the fiftieth anniversary, yes. that's been my Facebook banner background right. since they dropped. Oh, that was yeah. Those are some great. Great co- covers, yeah. I yeah. didn't like. That was one of the thing I didn't like. I didn't like the story because that was. I felt they. Oh, the um, story was horrible. That was, was alpha. Alpha. Yeah, yeah that alpha was, was a terrible idea. Oh wow, that was a yeah. terrible idea. I was like, you're you're wasting Spider-Man's fiftieth anniversary on this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I would have rather had Clash, to be honest. Yeah, you know, interesting. It was almost like Clash was his like do-over. Exactly. It seemed, you know. Yeah. And I, I, I enjoyed, um, you know, I know we're talking about artists, but I, I really enjoyed the uh, learning to crawl because I, yeah. oh, I, yeah. I have a soft spot. Ramon for Perez. Untold... Yep. Ramon Perez, man. I have a soft spot for untold tales of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. anytime you can put stuff within the issues or between panels, I'm like, I'm a mark for that stuff. Yeah. I love that stuff. And so I thought Dan Slott did it really well that I think it was five issues. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Ramon Perez, just really good, kind of like aped Ditko a little bit. Yeah, uh, just really, I love that. I love that series. Yeah, that was a good, good series, and he's he's another fantastic artist that I've enjoyed right. had I the really, privilege of spending time with. And oh, that's right, you you I forget is he Canadian? Yes, he is. He is Ramon yeah. Perez right there? And and, and he made a drunk Pete drunk Pete art piece. Excellent. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was of Spidey uh, pouring a drink upside down. That's correct. In a teeny glass. 
Yeah. I have that uh, hanging in my office. I have it hanging in my office. <laughs> because Ben got it for me. Um, what do you think of Common Coley? Because really, I think Common Coley and, yeah. and Ramos like probably did probably the most. And yeah. I I dug I dug Common Coley big time. I don't like Common Coley's mask eyes. Oh, interesting. Okay. I, I find them too narrow. Gotcha. Hmm. Oh, cool. Not not all the time, just sometimes. But you know, it's, it's if that's right. that's my one hang up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you guys think of the current the go down swinging arc as as slots? Uh, you know, swan song. Uh, do you feel like it? It's you know, it's again we kind of talked about this with Superior, but that there's that you know there's an expectation of sort of raising the stakes each time. So does this, you know, does this feel like it's climactic enough uh, to you guys in the face of, say, like a Spider-Verse or... Um... Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I uh, I tell you what, Dan, I'm, I'm more, I don't know about how Ben feels about this, but I'm I'm kind of more looking forward to the issue after the yeah, Marcos Martin one, the epilogue, mm -hmm. more than... And I like Green Goblin. Green Goblin is great, but I'm I'm just not a symbiote fan. And I, you know, and I'm definitely not a Carnage fan that much. I know a lot of people, you know, who are raised in the '90s just love Venom and love love Carnage. And I liked them too, but I just thought I was just so burnt out in the '90s sure. that I never got over it. I mean, I never. I just Venom was just so overexposed. Uh, Carnage was so overexposed, and I realized that Green Goblin and Carnage getting together—that's never been done. But I—I um, I don't know. I—I uh, I love the Eminem, uh, Stuart Eminem. I love his artwork. I'm more for that. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, I—I I don't know. It just doesn't—it—it it doesn't do anything for me. I really like it a lot better. This arc I like a lot better than uh, Venom Inc. Though I really didn't—I really didn't care for that arc at all. Uh. What about yeah. you, Ben? As I just reread them last night or early, early this morning. <laughs> um, getting ready. <laughs> yeah. I, um, uh, I, I don't, he, he's, he's more like a red dragon than a red goblin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I see that, that stupid tail. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. The design is a little weird and funky. Like the eyebrows. Yeah. There's those uh, like Wait, white it's the, eyebrows. It's the eyes, but it's the eyebrows. Yeah. 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 There's just something about, it. and it was McGinnis who made that design. Yeah. Because I remember, a... I remember my LCS guy. You know, he always gets all the variants. He's mm -hmm. like, "Ah, oh, do you want this variant?" And it was the McGinnis one, the design copy of. Yeah. And I was like, "Nah," you know. Plus, it was really expensive. It hard was like pass. 50 bucks. I was like, hard pass on that. There's really not even Spider-Man on the cover, so I'm yeah. good. I'll pass on that it. one. And I'm like, really not. And he even asked me, he's like, hey, you're a Spider-Man guy. What do you think? Because I was just I was just astounded at the time how much they were going for yeah. on eBay, the, 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 the lead up to it. And the fact that my LCS had to take issues of the go down swinging arc leading up to it and they had to put him in the back because people were people were t he couldn't have enough for his pull list customers like myself so he had the foresight of putting him in the back and i was like what happened to the newest issue of amazing he's like oh i have him back here i was like why are people going so crazy over this i just couldn't i don't i didn't see the appeal speculators yes yeah, exactly yeah we ben we had a comment we had a conversation about that yeah <laughs> 
Um, yeah, like it's, ah, uh, I, I mean, I really, really, really want to enjoy it. It, it. He really tugged on my heartstrings with that scene with, uh, oh, I should go home now. Or you can come in between Pete and MJ. Uh, and I was yeah. like, yes, yes, yeah. he is doing yeah. you. And then, and then it, it, he didn't do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, that would have that would have just been like, a, yeah. you know what, guys? The last 10 um, years have been amazing. I love you. Here's my gift to here's you. Here's my fans. gift to you. <laughs> I'm going to bring you Yeah, <laughs> exactly. that, that would, oh, I, I would have got his name tattooed across my face. <laughs> 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 That's how much this guy loves MJ. <laughs> that is true. Um, um, but yeah, like, I mean, I don't know. Like, it was kind of cool with, like, Normie turning into, like, the little goblin yeah. junior. That yeah. that was a cool scene at the end. Um, the having Norman's mom come, or, or uh, uh, Harry's mom come back. Mom, Emily came comes back. That was a total surprise for me. Yeah. I was like, wait, where's what? she dead? Again? Yeah. <laughs> maybe she came back for secret wars afterwards I don't know. yeah probably yeah. she 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 came Reed back Richards and the future foundation recreated her much like they did miles morales's mom exactly. <laughs> what? yeah so i'm i'm looking forward to because we only have a few as of this recording we only have a few scant days before yeah. you know we finally you know have it and you know i'll i'm going to give you the code ben right away when i get home Absolutely. after the bazillion variant covers i'm going to be forced to buy because of my OCD. <laughs> Any of your listeners uh, want uh, a copy? Let me know. I'll have Just plenty. <laughs> hit up at Doctor Spidey. Hit me up at Doctor Underscore Spidey on Twitter. <laughs> I, uh, you know what? Like as much as I, I really have not enjoyed it. You do have to take time and appreciate the the little nuggets that are in there. Like I really enjoyed Liz sitting back in her chair, fingers laced behind her head. I'm bossing around my high school boyfriend. Yeah. My husband's working for me, and he's taking care, or my ex-husband's working for me, taking care of the kids. A girl's got to enjoy the like, you know. That was that was good, you know. That was just that was just like petty to the next, and I I, I enjoyed that because that's that's a very human, you know, right. thing to take Response. away from that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, how do you guys feel about the next uh, creative team coming on board? Amazing, uh, Nick Spencer and Ryan Otley. I mean, Spencer, I, Spencer obviously gets a lot of love for superior foes, but uh, Secret yeah. Empire may, maybe <laughs> undid some of that. Go ahead, I think, Ben. I think we're the, like two people that didn't mind Secret Empire. <laughs> I um, I really, I think I've read pretty much everything Nick Spencer's done just mm-hmm. randomly, except for Morning Glories. I haven't, I've never read his creative, his uh, his owner, his. Uh, creator only work okay but i i loved his ant-man i loved his cap even the hydra thing i thought it was a good um way of that was a good story it was much like superior yeah you know you you wanted to see how he was going to get out of it so i didn't know i i really didn't understand the vitriol that was happening on the internet at that time i just felt those like people who didn't even read the issue yeah. Um, his Falcon was really good. It was tying in. And I, I really I dug Secret Empire, too. I thought it was a really well done story. I just think a lot of people were just sick of of crossovers. Events. Uh, yeah. Events. We have event, we have event fatigue. Uh, definitely. Event fatigue. And as a person who was reading all the cap stuff up leading up to it, I was ready for it. It, it. You know, it was an event that I was geared up for because I was already reading the cap stuff. 
So um, I thought his free comic book day issue, because that's really the only thing we have to go on at this right. recording. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. I was smiling all the way through it. I loved his quips. I love the fact that that Spencer acknowledged the fact that Peter and Randy Robertson were roommates before, mm-hmm. you know, so a little bit of a nod to continuity, but not being a slave to it. Um, I, I love the jokes. Um, and Ryan Otley, that guy, I love that guy. His I, art's incredible. His art is incredible. I am a huge Invincible fan. I'm way behind on Invincible, but I've been reading Invincible since like number 14 or so. Mm-hmm. So I picked up the trade and and I just let him a lot. I let him all collect. I'm 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 like years behind, but I'm I want to finish reading Invincible and uh, before July mm-hmm. when he starts ASM. That's going to be my like little reading goal. Everyone's got to have reading goals, people. <laughs> um, got to get your pages in. Got to get your pages in. Um, but I'm I'm really excited. I think you know ten years is a long time. Yeah. And you know. You look at like Len Wein, the late Len Wein's run. Mm. You know, it's 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 a smattering of monthly books. You know, and and I really enjoyed it. But I mean, if he would have gone on a long time, there'd be stuff I didn't enjoy. You know, anytime you if you're spending a longer time doing it, you're going to have more time for some winners, and you're going to have more time for some losers. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. I mean, I I think. Because that, that was a question that was my the owner of my LCS. Oh, Dan Slott's leaving. I know you're a Spider-Man guy. Like, I'm the token Spider-Man guy. He said, what do you think, man? What do you think Because about we Dan don't Slott? live in the same town. That's why Exactly. You're the Spider-Man I'm guy. I'm the token Spider-Man guy here, Mayford. yeah. I am the Spider-Man guy in the East Bay. Yeah. Um, so I, I told him, I said, I said, you know, I tell him what, just what I'm saying here. I was like, I love Dan Slott. I think he had more hits than misses mm-hmm. uh, as far as his average. And uh, but I'm I'm eager. I'm eager for a new voice. It's been a, it's been a long time. One voice on Peter Parker for the most part. I was going to say, let's um, not forget about Chip Zdarsky. Let's not forget about Chip Zdarsky. Yeah. And like even that is even those those, um, you know, that's a totally different voice. It is. Um, and I think that one I'm, I'm enjoying that more than I'm not liking it mm-hmm. again, which is a good good way for a good good thing for a series. Um, but I'm, I'm really eager about um the new creative team. As a matter of fact, I just talked to a buddy of mine who just today, who he's kind of lapsed. He used to read comics like in the seventies. And he, he asked me today, he's like, you know, I really want to get like, he was into the con, the Conway run. That's, he was sure. a, a little bit older than, than me. Mm-hmm. He says, yeah, I really just want to start reading, you know, monthly again. You know, I used to get a subscription and I really want to start reading Spider-Man. And I'm like, dude, Okay, Perfect let time. me get you the free. Let me get you the free comic book day issue, and then July. That's a good place to start. He's like, "Well, do I have to know anything about what happened before?" It'll all be explained. It's a perfect jumping on point. And he yeah. probably remembers when Peter and Ro- and uh, and uh, Robbie Robertson's son were roommates. That that was actually after him. Yeah, that no, I'm talking this. The, this friend of mine is <laughs> like the last time he was reading was like 1976 because <laughs> they were roommates um in the jenkins run uh in uh, peter parker spider-man oh shoot okay and, yeah wow, i'm way off All when, right. yeah no but randy you're right though randy was introduced back in the 60s you know he was a college he was he went to esu and the protest uh thing, in, yeah. in the protest yeah i think that was his first issue in the 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 protest um 
uh, uh, tablet, the, yeah. the tablet of life and time. Yeah. Um, but they were roommates. Uh, they were roommates um, when Mary Jane died in a plane crash uh, right at the end of the Mackie burn run. Uh, she, she was gone and Peter, Pete was a widower, but she was really captured. Soap opera, right? Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> yes. He, he was a roomie. He was he roomed with uh, with Randy, which was cool. Okay. Yeah. So I I'm, I was happy uh, to to kind of see that nod to continuity. So you know, again, one continuous narrative. All this stuff has happened before. Um, and I thought the um, are we giving spoilers? Is it okay? Free comic book day. It was a while. Yeah. No. While it's, all, it's all good. It's all good, right? Spoil yeah. away. Yeah. The fact that you know, Boomerang, <laughs> Fred Myers is their is their third roommate. That'll, you know, tickle that superior foes of Spider-Man itch. So I really want to see where it's going, man. I did. I did enjoy that twist at the end. Um, as far as slot goes, are you looking are, you, are either or both of you looking to follow him onto Iron Man or Fantastic Four? Fantastic Four all the way. Fantastic yeah. Four, 100%. Um, I think he's I think he's going to be a great fit for that. Perfect. I don't know about Ben, but I'm, I'm just not an Iron Man fan. I just can't really get into the character. Yeah. And Valerio Skitty is doing it. Now, you know, he's, his art's okay. But I, I probably, you know, of course, I'll flip through it at the uh, LCS when it comes out. If there's a Spider-Man appearance, I'll buy it and read it no matter what. So <laughs> that's how I try out new books. Anyway, but uh, Fantastic Four, I, I loved his Silver Surfer Mike Allred run. Yes, I, yeah. I just think... He's he's gonna do great with Fantastic Four. I really do. The you know the Spider Man. There was a lot of Fantastic Four appearances like during his run during Horizon Labs. Johnny yeah. dying. Yeah. Uh, you know I know this was when Hickman was doing it, but I mean you know Amazing had the crossover where he became became an FF member. Future and Foundation. I just love it. Yeah, yeah. I just love that uh, that whole thing. So. Um, I can't wait. Sarah Pacelli on art. I mean, you just can't go wrong with that. I just think yeah. it's going to be fantastic. Oh, see what I did there. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, guys. Well, uh, as we're wrapping up, how can people follow you online if you, in fact, wish to be followed? Scott, you go first. I, we've oh, already dropped first. yours, but yeah, go first. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, you could uh, you could follow me on Twitter. That's most of the you know stuff that I you know post. Most of the stuff I post is Spider Man related. That is at Doctor underscore Spidey on on Twitter. And you could also visit me at my orthodontic practice, which is full of Spider Man trinkets. That's in San Ramon, California. McElroyOrtho.com. You could you could see it there. Nice plug. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> gotta plug your practice, man. You gotta. You gotta. <laughs> ben, how about you? Um, the only I, I'm not an Insta guy. I'm not a Snapchatter. I am strictly just Twitter. So it would be at comic underscore fiend. C O M I C underscore F I E N D. And uh, drunk Pete's Saturday nights at uh, was it 10 p.m. Eastern? Hashtag drunk Pete 10 p.m. Yep. Eastern. I'll do roll call. Um. Right. And there is a um, there. If you just hashtag drunk Pete, you'll find, you know, the calendar. There's a calendar of upcoming comics that we're doing. It's er, it's every Saturday, uh, you know, 10, 10 uh, Eastern, 7 Pacific. And uh, we, we usually have we you know, like I said, we usually like theme out, you know, Luke Cage 
season two's coming out in June, so we'll probably throw in a few Luke Cage issues of Marvel team up. You know, uh, we that calendar. There's a Google calendar out there that is uh, that's constantly being updated, so you can kind of prep your Marvel Unlimited or LCS purchases for new old. Yep, accordingly for old Spider-Man comics. All right, Scott and Ben, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking Spidey with me. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks so much, Dan. It was a pleasure. That's it for this week's show. As always, you can listen to WMQ&A on iTunes, SoundCloud, and at WMQComics.com, where new episodes move Monday mornings. You can follow WMQ Comics on Twitter and Facebook, and you can follow me on Twitter at Daniel P. Grote. Finally, check out WMQComics.com for all your comics news, previews, reviews, interviews, and play-all views. And we'll see you next time.